turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelo, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is your first time listening, a warm welcome to you. And if you're back with us again, Thank you for joining us. Today, we continue in our series focusing on the process of divorce. In the last couple of shows, we talked to our guests about the history of divorce, what you need to know before you file, and the do's and don'ts of divorce. Combined, these shows are intended to help you in what I call the consideration phase of divorce, the phase where you take a careful and cautious look at the reality of your situation and the impact of divorce now and far into the future so that you have a clearer picture of all that's involved and what the outcomes, good and bad, could be. We address these topics before we get into the specifics of the legal and financial aspects of divorce because, in my opinion, the consideration phase is the most important. So these shows are ultimately intended to help you think through your decision whether to divorce or to continue to do all you can to save your marriage. This cautious and careful look at divorce would not be complete without looking at it through the lens of faith. In fact, it is the most important lens to look through. To help us with our conversation today, Pastor Mike Spradlin from Valley Christian Church in Chino, California is here with us. Pastor Mike has been serving at the church for over 25 years and has been in the lead pastor role for nearly 20 of those years. Mike's deepest passion is connecting people from all walks of life to Christ, then equipping them to reach their oikos for him. So stay tuned and you'll learn more about oikos. Pastor Mike and I were connected by one of our listeners, and when I learned about what he and his church do to support those going through divorce, I said, we have to have you on the show. But before we begin our conversation, I want to remind you, as I always do, that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing because it can be an overwhelming life event 
for everyone involved. So please remember to share this show with those who could benefit. And I must also remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, and we're certainly not here to coach you to get a divorce. In fact, and although the show is called The Divorce Coaching Hour, we will not be coaching today, but rather providing you insight and information, education, and encouragement. Ultimately, what we're here to do is to help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open, and based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where your journey may lead. Pastor Mike, welcome. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much, Christy, for that. I'm honored to be here with you, and I'm really grateful for how you serve in this area that typically the community of faith often shies away from. So thank you. Well, you you are welcome, but thank you, It's and, and thank you, God. It's my honor to do this, and I pray all the time that what we're doing here together uh, is helping those going through this very challenging time of life, and I'm just blessed to be able to, to do that. So before we actually get into our topic today, and one being how the church may not do so great with people going through divorce, right, right, <laughs> we'll right. talk about that for sure, <laughs> uh, is would you offer a prayer for us, please? Oh, I would love to. Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to gather together here via this great medium to, uh, first of all, honor you with our lives, and second, to provide some healing and some hope and some encouragement to those who are going through divorce or considering it. And so, Lord, we turn this time over to you. I uh, thank you for Christy and what she does and uh, for what you're going to do in the lives of uh, the listeners today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. So, I got to talk about this oikos, and I, I, I have it written down <laughs> phonetically here, so I say right. it correctly. But, you know, as I shared from your bio, that your deepest passion is connecting people from all walks of life to Christ, then equipping them to reach their oikos. And I, I promised that I would help, help people understand what that is. So will you help sure. us understand what that means? Yeah, and if I could just preface it by saying I, I'm— I'm not a person who's gone through divorce. Um, I, I've been married for 26 years. I have two adult sons. And uh, your listeners might think, first of all, well, how in the world could this guy, you know, be qualified to speak on divorce? Well, I haven't experienced it personally, but I'm a product of it. So my mom was married three times and my father four times, all before I was 18. Uh, and my dad's fifth marriage came in my late 20s. So uh, I saw many angles to relationships um, early on. And that kind of formed my, my foundation of what we teach at our church and what we hope people will learn. And divorce has had a significant impact on my life. Uh, I'm a police chaplain. I've been one for 22 years. Cops have super high divorce rates, uh, highest in the country, I believe. And I've been able to minister to this second congregation as well. So um, our church vision is to develop dedicated disciples, followers of Jesus, who know him intimately and, and then make him known to other people. And that leads us to train them how to serve with purpose. Years ago, we adopted a, a, a really simple strategy and was developed by a high desert church out here in Southern California, Tom Mercer, um, to, to reach your oikos. And, and maybe you've seen that word uh, in the supermarket, uh, in the yogurt section. Yeah, I was going to say um, yogurt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is yogurt. I've eaten it a lot. Uh, but the Greek word in the Bible means um, a couple things, a uh, house, a home, or a family. Most often in Scripture, uh, we see it referred to uh, people in your relational world. Uh, 
uh, your sphere of influence. That's your oikos. And we ask this question um, here at Valley. We say, who are the 8 to 15-ish people that God has supernaturally, uh, strategically placed in your sphere of influence, your oikos, that only you can reach? So these are people, you know, that not that you think should be on this list, but people that God has prayerfully placed on your heart. So if you're seeking him and who you can reach out to, these are the ones he's placed on your heart. And your immediate family, yes, is part of that group. Now, who else? Well, you might be connecting with a coworker that needs some faith in the Lord. Um, maybe it's the barista who mixes your favorite drink at Starbucks, uh, your bank teller, your little league parents, whatever. They're going to be people that I will never be able to reach, that our church can't reach with the love of Christ, but only you have that opportunity to reach them. And so we're aiming to, to build up Christians to connect with them relationally, not slam a Bible over their head or guilt them into going to church or some other you know, agenda that <laughs> we sometimes have, right? We want to meet them where they are, and we want to come alongside them at whatever stage of life they're in, whatever point in their journey of faith that they're at, and we're going to simply love them. And we're going to ask for God moments uh, in their lives and that we can have uh, a chance to influence and, and be part of as God directs us. So for me, that's what Oikos is all about. And that's how we want to try to train people. I, I love it. I, I, uh, I know it's said often, but I think it's so meaningful is meeting people where they are. And yeah. um, I, I went through a a lot of coaching after I went through divorce and uh, six years of that was in transform transformational coaching. And one of the things I learned from it was allow others to be who they need to be. And there's, there's a distinction there, not who they want to be or even who they are. It's like who they need to be in that moment. So yeah. I think about the same thing here, meet people where they are. They might be in the middle of divorce and just crushed by the world. So uh, the, I might be answering my next question, but I'm going to pose it to you anyway, Pastor Mike. <laughs> uh, is So how then does this Oikos connect to divorce? Well, yeah. So if you're considering divorce, you're going through it, maybe you've been through a divorce. I mean, that's the stage that you're in. And so what would it look like if somebody cared enough to pray for you, to walk with you, to point you to what Jesus would do at that moment? Because, you know, we believe that he has all the answers. I mean, because he loves you so much. He knows you, and, and you are unique, and you are going through a situation. And see, that's where I believe the church fits in and how it can tie, you know, to divorce. Well, and that leads me to... One of the reasons I asked you to join us is what you all as a church do for those going through divorce. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so the first time you and I talked, you know, you kind of seem surprised that some churches might invest in people, you know, this way. And, and so, you know, we, we, it's a really simple process. There's nothing super formal written out. Here's the policy. But first of all, we pray. Um, nothing, you know, happens powerfully apart from being totally dependent on the Lord. So we recognize that, we yield to His will, and, and we want to meet and we want to pray. And secondly, we make ourselves as a church available to couples struggling, and, and then we get to share with them uh, what the Bible says about how He loves them, um, how He wants them to be in a covenant relationship with Him, and, and hopefully we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But 
We want to find out about their situation. And then third, you know, we know that faith is demonstrated by action. And I'm not a licensed therapist, you know, I'm just a pastor, but I don't have all the tools in my toolbox like, you know, a professional coach, you know, like you are. So we're going to guide people uh, heading for divorce to people like you. And we as the church are going to pay for it. And we agree to a certain set number of sessions, and then we work together. We respect confidentiality, certainly. But if the coach says, hey, we need some more time, we want to honor that. And we believe God really has brought that person or couple into our own church oikos. It's our own church relational world now. So why in the world would we abandon them if God has asked us to love them, to care for them, to serve them, when they're going through a difficult time in their marriage or a difficult time post-divorce, we definitely want to, to come alongside them and love them, for sure. I just can't tell you enough of how refreshing that is. And again, that's why I was like, we have to have you on the show. I think we can learn so much. And we're going to dig into that a little later in the show. Um, but I wanted the listeners to hear first uh, what you were doing out there, because I think, at least it's just my opinion, that they're... Um, Sometimes churches don't know what to do with people who are in the middle of divorce. And so uh, first, I just want to say thank you for that. Thanks for joining with us to do that. Folks, we're talking to Pastor Mike Spradlin. He is the pastor of Valley Christian Church in Chino, California. This time of the year, it's spring in Houston, and it's cold there for him, Uh, (laughs) which is— snowing, cold? Yeah, Yeah. it's an unusual thing. But he's here with us, and that's the most important thing, and we are talking about— Uh, what they do at his church for people going through divorce. And we'll talk about also some ideas about that can help you go through divorce. So stay tuned. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. 
Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're so glad you're here today. Pastor Mike Spradlin is here with us. He is the lead pastor at Valley Christian Church in Chino, California, and um, I'm so blessed to have connected with him. One of our listeners uh, connected us, and I'll tell you, it's been a breath of fresh air because in talking to, well, first, kind of learning things through um, our listener and then talking to Pastor Mike, I learned what they do to support those going through the challenge of divorce. And when I was on the phone with him and learned just a little bit about it, I said, hey, wait a second, we got to talk more about this and you got to be on the show because here's my opinion, wrong, right, I don't know, but my opinion and I think even a bit of my experience is that churches um, in a way shun those going through divorce. And and maybe that's too strong of a word, um, but at any rate, I think they may not know what to do with those going through divorce. And so, again, going back to it being a breath of fresh air, talking to Pastor Mike about what they do. And if you were listening in the first segment, he told us a little bit about what they do. But, you know, I want to just really dig in. This is the question on my mind, Pastor Mike, is uh, why might churches either shun or not know what to do with those who are going through a divorce? Yeah, um, and I would say that's not a strong word. I'd say that's that's an accurate word. Uh, in fact, as I was growing up, um, you know, I was raised Southern Baptist, and it was just one of those things you just didn't talk about in our church. And, and uh, so it, and, and I had a tremendous upbringing of faith, and it was great. But that was one area that didn't apply to me, especially with my background of coming from as a product of divorce. And I felt shunned by some of the kids that knew what, you know, my family situation was like. And so, yeah, um, and I haven't really seen much improvement um, overall to that kind of stigma that's there. And again, like for us as a church, we go back to that issue I talked about, you know, up front about oikos, this relational world this Greek word that means house, home, family, your, your sphere of influence. Uh, and we go back and we try to help people understand the basics of their faith um, in the middle of crisis. And, and so this avoids that stigma. And I, I tend to go back uh, to what I share in premarital counseling um, because it applies equally. And, and when a couple comes to me and says, we want to get married, I say, well, okay, so your counseling is going to involve uh, talking about four marriage killers. And, you know, they get all shocked and think, okay, why are you talking about that? We love each other. And no, uh, I want to talk about how to prevent this in your marriage. And I go back to that when we talk with couples or, or individuals that have gone through a divorce or, or, or are going through it, um, whatever. And I, I, I deal with that. First of all, who are you? Um, obviously, you want to know about your background, your personality, your spiritual heritage. We talk a lot about that. Um, but then I share about what God's view of marriage looks like. So yes, all of what you're made up of, what you know, your personality and all that. But who did God make you to be, and what did He design relationship to look like? And for for the Lord, it's a three way covenant, you know. And He designed, you know, this specific relationship to enter into together, 
as a three-way, um, you know, covenant. And so that often shocks people. You know, it's like, you can invite God into your bedroom? Well, yeah, like he, he kind of wants that with us. So we talk about his design for what a, a good relationship with, uh, you know, in a marriage looks like with him. And then we talk about communication, obviously. You know, that's another marriage killer because a lot of people don't know how to communicate. You know, how you communicate? Do you even communicate? And what does disagreement look like? Um, what's resolution look like <laughs> in, in your conflicts and, and how you talk? And are you, are you having a fair fight? So we talk about those things. And then we bring that in the context of divorce as, so what did your communication look like if you're going through it? Or what does it look like now where you're, you're fighting with each other? And just to try to help understand what's happening. And I know that sounds a little bit like a counselor would do, but why wouldn't you do that in a, a church setting, you know, when you're you know, trying to work on a relationship that is super important to God? Yeah, I want to catch catch the third. Um, I want to go back and what I'm hearing in there is related to kind of why folks um, who have been affected by divorce, either gone through divorce or product of divorce, being shunned is what I'm hearing is that we would just rather deal with the easy stuff, (laughs) not the hard stuff, right? And so we don't really know what to do with it. I'm drawn back to an experience I had at a church a couple of years ago um, I actually had started a divorce care group, uh, but, you know, we didn't get a lot of support for that. We, we we got it started, but not a lot of support. There's a lot of support for singles ministry and yep. kids and things like that, but not divorce. So what I'm hearing in there is really important is churches just really don't know what to do around this. And uh, and so we can talk about that a little bit later, maybe what churches can learn from what you all are doing. But what I'm hearing yeah. is what you're doing is actually going at it from the beginning of when people are coming to get married. You're like, wait a second, let's also talk about this divorce thing too, because um, we need to deal with the entire aspects of marriage to include divorce. Am I getting it? Yeah. Yeah, you are. And, but that's why this is so applicable to divorce, because the same topics are there. We're just talking about it at a different stage in your, in your life, in your journey. Uh, you know, so obviously we're talking about who you are and your personality and what God views and, and how you communicate, right? Um, but as I talk with couples that are going through divorce, we also talk about what intimacy looks like, you know, yeah. and typically that's obviously not there. It hasn't been there in that relationship for a long time. And intimacy is not sex. I mean, 90% of intimacy is not sex. It's closeness. It's care for one another. It's seeking to please each other unselfishly. And oftentimes we get screwed up in that. And we miss those triggers in our brain that, that, you know, the trigger for intimacy, you know, that the part in your amygdala back there that says, Hey, wait a minute, this is, this is good. And, and that wants, you know, I want to be close to you. And then we finish up with, you know, the nuts and bolts of doing life together, because that's a huge marriage killer, too. Your finances, doing laundry. I had a couple that got so mad at each other over which way the toilet paper roll <laughs> comes off, the front of the back. And uh, seriously, it was like, really? This is what's bugging you guys? And the, the trigger that was there, it was, a, it was a marriage killer. And all four of those things we talk about in light of faith, you know, your foundation spiritually. And we find out where does the true disconnect lie? That's what churches you know, can have a tremendous impact on someone's life 
You know, where does the disconnect lie? It's not a stigma. It's just another aspect of life that we go through. Let's guide you through that. Let's find out where, where those miscommunications are happening, what that looks like. Because if people understand, okay, you're in an area and an environment where people love you and care for you, while we're going through this, they're a lot more open and receptive to like, oh, well, you're not going to think I'm, you know, uh, you know, doing something against God's will. No, <laughs> you're there to help them and support them and love them. And most often we find, though, that it's in the area of who God is and who you are in him. That's the part that's skewed in their relationship. So the experience I've had with, with divorced people or couples going through it, your faith is critical. Who you are before God, who you are in him, and then what your relationship is like together. These are huge things that we need to discuss as a church for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. The The show is called Divorce Matters of Faith. And, mm-hmm. um, and I want to almost turn it around and your faith matters in divorce, right? So it's kind of <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Uh, but, you know, I've asked this question before and I've asked, you know, I think a lot of people may think, oh, you know, I'm I'm a bad person for divorcing and the church is going to kind of excommunicate me because I'm going through divorce. Right. But really, could you help someone listening out there wondering like, okay, God's going to be mad at me. I'm going through divorce. I'm sh- I'm shunned by God. What would you say to someone who might be having some of those thoughts? Yeah, that's huge. Um obviously as a Christian, we look to the Bible for our instruction. And there's a lot that's said. So the Old Testament law for Israel had restrictions for those who were divorced. Leviticus 21, for example. Um, but there were also provisions in that next chapter in Leviticus. It was how you were accepted back into a community. So, yes, God did provide opportunities for that. Um, in Deuteronomy, for example, 22, 23, 24, we find like penalties for divorce and adultery, rules for remarriage, lots of things like that. Because, yes, divorce did happen. And there has to be ways to kind of come back in. And, and these were in place because God established a covenant with Israel first. And then he said, hey, this is a covenant of marriage, certainly, with him, and it was sacred. And so Israel, as his nation, was to reflect God's goodness and his sovereignty, right? So we have that. Uh, in the prophets, you have images of divorce, you know, to talk about a broken relationship with God, being faithful or faithless. Uh, In fact, God says in Malachi 2.16, and this is the one people always point to, God hates divorce. Yep, it says that. For good reason, because divorce involves brokenness, and he doesn't want brokenness. And so we recognize his intent for saying that, and then we go to Jesus' words. He had a lot to say about divorce and adultery in the New Testament. In Mark chapter 10, he he counters religious leaders who have this argument that, well, okay, divorce is allowed. And Jesus says, yeah, it is, but... The two become one flesh, and that was God's purpose, to join them together. So that's something you shouldn't separate. And and Paul even argued in 1 Corinthians 7 that every effort ought to be made to keep the unity of marriage. So that said, in in Jesus' day, the Greco-Roman world, yes, it was practiced, it was allowed. The question really is, I think this is the bottom line for for faith-related divorce, how do we honor the Lord with our lives? If abuse, adultery enter into the picture, certainly there's legitimate issues and reasons to separate. You bet. But the question is, how do you honor the Lord with your life through it? Right? So here's where our faith in Jesus is absolutely essential. Will I trust him 
to guide my life? Will I trust him with my life? Will I trust him with this relationship? Such a huge and important question, and I love that you bottom-lined it. And yeah. and the thing I heard there, okay, so he hates divorce, but he doesn't hate his people. And so then Amen. the question yep. would be, uh, in this situation, whether you're coming to divorce, that you're going to go through it, or you're going to try to save your, your family, your marriage, is whatever happens, how do we honor him through it? How will we trust him through it? And folks, so important to ask those questions. We're talking to Pastor Mike Spradlin from California, and he's here with us talking to us about the matters of faith related to divorce. Come on back and hear more. Here's today's two-minute tip. According to the American Institute of Stress, Divorce lands second to death on a list of stressful processes a person can experience in his or her lifetime. There's no sugarcoating it. Divorce can be a very, very tough thing to undergo. Here at the Divorce Coaching Hour, we want to help you through divorce in a healthier manner than would be otherwise, and certainly less stressful. That's why we're currently in a long-running series to walk you through the process with a careful and cautious look at the decisions divorce requires and the impact they can have. Make sure to go back and listen to any of the shows you've missed. You can find them after they've aired wherever you get your podcast. Just search The Divorce Coaching Hour. In today's two-minute tip, I want to share an overarching idea I hope you take to heart. It comes from a book called Conscious Uncoupling by Catherine Woodward Thomas. In it, there is a creed, and I must say a very good one to hold on to and enact when you are traversing divorce. Just one line from this creed is this, in the midst of our pain, we strive to do the right thing for the right reasons, allowing our ethics to triumph over our emotions. I share this one line with you because you may experience an increasing level of stress in the midst of divorce, and that can lead to your emotions taking over and thus not doing the right thing. It's a real possibility. And so for today's tip, as you navigate divorce and the stress it can bring, set your mind on this. Let's strive to do the right thing for the right reasons, allowing our ethics to triumph over our emotions. I pray this two-minute tip supports you in this challenging time. And if I can support you through divorce, please email me at christy at christymindelow.com. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. Glad you're here with us today on the Divorce Coaching Hour. Of course, we're talking divorce here on the show Um we're talking matters of faith today. As you look at divorce, whether you're considering it or already going through it or trying to move forward from it, it's important to consider the your faith in that. And we're talking to Pastor Mike Spradlin. He is from California, and I was connected to him through a listener, and I learned about what they do to support people going through divorce or considering divorce. And I just thought it was such a refreshing um, effort, the idea that they come alongside people and help them through divorce, uh, even paying for uh, support, counseling, coaching, whatever that may be, if the need is there. And so I wanted to talk to him about that, but even more so about our faith as we move through divorce. And, um, and, and so one of the things in the last segment 
that we got to was something I just think is so important, a question that we must all ask is, how do we honor God through this? We, we talked about what the Bible says. The Bible says God hates divorce, but he doesn't hate his people. So then the question is, is if you are going through divorce and, you know, statistics show 40 to 50 percent of marriages, first marriages go through divorce and it goes up from there in second and third marriages. But it, so say you do go through divorce the question would be, how do we honor God through that? And so take us from there, Pastor Mike, uh, will you please, and talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, so obviously when you hear those words, God hates divorce, right? That Since that's the case, I think people get to the idea in their mind that that's like the biggest sin against him. If God hates something, then he obviously hates me. And he hates what I've done or what I'm going through or what I'm considering even at this moment. And, and the answer is no, that's not the biggest sin. Um, I mean, you can look in the Bible for some pretty heinous things. Um, Proverbs 6 has a great, great section that just convicts everybody about, you know, the, the seven big ones, you know, right. six things God hates, you know, uh, you know, arrogance and lying and murder and scheming. And divorce doesn't make that list. You know, so it's like okay, there's there's other things that we're really guilty of. The pride that we have in our heart that says, "Yeah, I know better than you do, God." And, and so, when people think about divorce and faith, you know, we automatically go to that question. Well, of course, then he's going to hate me. But see, that's not the case. I mean, I I serve a God who's a God of redemption. Um, there's forgiveness in Him. There's real healing found in Him. And, and obviously, as a Christian, I believe that that's why Jesus came to die for us in the first place, because nobody's perfect. Nobody's righteous. You can't do anything, you know, in God's sight that's going to earn his favor. You can't be perfect. Um, and, you know, the Bible says no one's righteous, not even one. So while we can't earn God's favor, the only requirement that he has is turn to me. You know, place your trust you know, where it needs to be in me. You know, Jesus says, I'll forgive you because of what I did on the cross, right? I, I, and then do a big 180 from the direction you've been going, the, the wrong things that you've done, and, and then move according to his word. So for me, when I look at that, I think, okay, well, that's the biggest misconception that people have in their faith, and, and they get it kind of wrong, especially as we come out of all those scriptures that we talked about, you know, uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah, you know, um, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Um, if we're reading God hates divorce, we automatically think he hates me. And I, th I think that just really sums it up why, where we are with our faith. And some people may turn from their faith because that, but what mm -hmm. you're talking about is he's a God of redemption. And, but what I'm hearing in there, when you talk about, you know, do a 180. We've got to do a 180 from where we are, but also from what the world says about divorce. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that is it, because we place all of our confidence in what people around us are telling us. You know, you go on social media and, and you post something and say, oh, yeah, you, you, you go, dude, you know, or hey, girl, just, you know, look out for number one. And well, okay, <sighs> those are world's values that say it's, it's all about you. And it does feel like that. I mean, so we, we need to be honest. Of course it feels like that because you're hurting and you're in, in that situation. But the world tells you to do things contrary to what God has 
you know, in store for you, a, a bigger plan in mind, you know, one, one to bless people and then one to be blessed in return. And, and those are the gifts that we get from him. So, yeah, it, it is a big deal. Or, or there's that misconception in their lives where they say, well, there is no help for me in the church because nobody gets me. You know, God doesn't get me, and then nobody here gets me because they're all a bunch of people that are holier than thou on Sunday mornings. We come to him broken. You know, we, we come, we're not a perfect place. I mean, we're, we're a church, you know, full of messed up people. You are loved. You know, God understands your mess. You know, your life is messy. <laughs> all of ours is messy. But the one element of faith here is essential. You know, and that's what I tell people. Look, are you leaning on him? Have you considered leaning on him and, and then learning from him? And then what would it look like to have somebody that's always on your side, you know, always in your corner? You know, now, that doesn't mean he's going to agree with your actions. God's going to be in your corner and direct you to godly actions that are going to glorify him, certainly, but actions that are actually going to build you up in return if, you know, you let him. Yeah. Amen. I'm just, I can't help but be drawn to my own story. And I often talk about this is that I wouldn't be a divorce coach today if I hadn't gone through a divorce. And believe you yeah. me, um, I'm on the list of People who sin, and uh, we all do if we're living on this earth. But we got to get, we got to get honest, and we got to look in the mirror. And I finally did, and I said, "Hey, the fruits are not producing here, and uh, let's let's turn to the Lord and let's follow His word because I- I'm just going to put my trust in Him." And when I actually finally did that. The, it was, I'm kind of say I'm kind of mixing, you know, God with uh, get smart, but, you know, sorry, God, I hope that's okay. Maybe you like get smart, but, you know, I, I, and I'm dating myself way back when and get, get smart, but yeah. the, in the opener of the show, it would just kind of open up those doors. Like, I, I think that's the show I'm remembering. And, yeah. and yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like when I got right with him and said, your way, not my way, Father. The doors opened up, and that's even when this show uh, presented itself to me. And now, in our fourth year, being able to serve people, and I didn't think that when I was um, broken after a divorce, going through um, just any number of challenge. And today, here I am being able to serve. And he, so he does redeem you, but you do have to get right. Yeah. 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 And that is that part. It, and, but it all comes to a matter of yielding. So like when I tell cops, hey, you know, this is what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. I can never use the word surrender with, with a law enforcement, you know, professional. Uh, that's, that's not a term they understand. That doesn't work so well yield. for them. No. <laughs> no, it does not. No. Yeah, and, and, and the term I point to is yield, because there's that triangular sign that we know, and it's not like, okay, you're giving up and putting your hands up, and you're going to be, you know, led to do something that, you know, you're not wanting to do. Yielding says, I set aside my will, and I, I now turn to your will for my life. And that may not look like what I think it should, or what other people are telling me it should look like. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the culture itself, right? Because... And, and as you were talking, I'm thinking to myself, wow, Chris, you've got an amazing story. God created you in his image, right? You're his design for you. You're doing exactly what he wanted you to do. And he had an, you go through an experience 
that now has shaped you to help other people. Phenomenal, right? Yeah. And, and he wants to continue to change us in these stages of life. Yeah, absolutely. I love the word yield. And I think that for those of you who might not be police officers and surrender is a tough word, but I think <laughs> one thing I've, I've tried to convey, uh, and I don't think I've ever done a good job of it, but it is when you in fact do come to the foot of the cross and you lay uh, those burdens down in surrender, your will, not mine, Father, it's actually the most peaceful, freeing place uh, that is so hard to describe, but it's it's such an amazing place to be. Yeah, he gives you that that uh, opportunity to take his yoke, his burden, you know, upon him, and, and we don't get that, but that means, hey, his his religious structure that was so prevalent back in in his day with with rabbis and Pharisees, he says, mine's not like theirs. <clears throat> my my yoke is easy. The burden I give you to carry is light. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as we begin to move to our last segment, what one thing would you tell people right now who are going through a divorce? You have hope. I mean, plain and simple. You have hope. There, There is help available for you. There's hope in the church. Uh, but, but more than that, there's hope in the Lord. And I, I think that's the place that we want people to be at, that, that your faith does matter. And if it's shaky, if it's small, if it's as big as a mustard seed, it's okay, because he's going to give you more faith. He simply wants you just to turn your eyes to him and say, I don't have it. I don't have the tools in my toolbox. Help me. Yeah. You will. Help me. Guide me, Father. Uh, those one-word prayers where you're just, that's all you can utter, and, and he's there and he's listening. Folks, we're talking to Pastor Mike Spradlin. He's helping us have a conversation about divorce and the matters of faith around it. And we've talked about what they do to help come alongside people. And Pastor Mike is sharing what you can lean on is having hope in the Lord. Come on back and we'll wrap things up. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts 
under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Welcome back. You're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we're talking to Pastor Mike Spradlin from Valley Christian Church in Chino, California. This show goes everywhere. Um, While it's broadcast on Saturdays here in the Houston, Texas area, you can also listen to it on kkht.com. And it is podcasted afterwards. So you can listen to it, you can share it, and we hope you are, and we hope that you are finding um, great help in it. And I think today, uh, at least I hope today, is helping you as it relates to faith and divorce. And we might have that thought, you know, reading in the Bible, God hates divorce. Does he hate me? But no, God is a God who loves you. And you can trust that, as Pastor Mike said, you can have hope in the Lord. And so, Pastor Mike, we want to learn a little bit more about your church. How can people find out more about you and your church? Oh, thanks. Well, you know, we're not huge. I'm not a mega church pastor. God didn't design me to be that. Um, you know, most churches in America are about 75 people and under, and the next group is kind of ours. We're just under 300, and, you know, a couple hundred people on a Sunday showing up and, and loving the Lord. So it it's not the large church that matters, but it's a caring one, you know, that tries as best we can to be a family, a family of, as I said before, messed up, hurting people that are changed by Jesus. And we all fit into that category and, and, you know, training people to, to be an oikos. And obviously I'm happy to share with your listeners and specifically church leaders. My heart is for pastors. Um, and we have a great pastors group here in town. I host a mayor's prayer breakfast where our faith leaders get together and we pray for our city. And, and that's kind of unique for California because you kind of think of us as the left coast over here and not doing anything that, that has matters of faith. But the Lord's been working through that. And I would love to, to talk with you um, about our journey as a faith family and kind of how we've adopted this mindset of oikos and, and really coming alongside people and, you know, not a program, right? So it, it's not that, but just to learn a little bit more about how can I put these principles into practice in our church family? Well, I love that. And how would they reach you? Uh, head to our website. Uh, it's Valley Christian Church, but it's vccchino.com. Very simple. Uh, Victor Charlie Charlie and the word Chino, C-H-I-N-O. Kind of a strange word, but that's our city, uh, .com. And I'd love to, to uh, connect with you. Shoot me a message, and um, we can connect that way. I'd love to do that. Yeah, just a breath of fresh air. And folks, Pastor uh, Mike Spradlin of Valley Christian Church, that's VCC, as he said, Victor Charlie Charlie, Chino.com. And so I love the fact that you are also inviting pastors to reach out to have a conversation with you. And and so that's really on my heart today, too, as a part of our conversation with regards to, to matters of faith. What would you say to churches, Pastor Mike, uh, about what they could learn from you regarding what you all do to come alongside those going through divorce? Well, it really stems from uh, your term that you use in coaching, you know, a thinking partner. And I love that. That uh, totally drew me to how you 
help people and relate to people to be a thinking partner. And, and that is powerful. I didn't, I and can't take so, credit for it. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, but, but I'm, I'm glad you use it because that's what I think churches should strive for to be the same thing. Thinking partners, you know, first of all, right in marriage, before we ever get close to divorce, you know, to, to help couples think strategically about their marriage their their life together under this covenant of Christ and how they can serve together, serve one another, obviously, but serve the Lord first under Him. Um, and and obviously sometimes that's not possible. You know, even when we've invested in couples in a church, it's not possible. And life hits. Um, our selfish desires come in, and and all of that. But also, you know. Churches can help those going through the divorce really think about matters of faith up front. Okay, so yes, you have situations you're going through, and yes, we're going to need to listen to some of those issues, and he did this, she did this, you know, we did this, this is what happened. But but really focus in on their faith, because look, as, as Christians, we believe we're all related by blood, right? The blood of Christ that we've been cleansed by. We, this is, we are new creations. We've been adopted into this new family. And that means that the divisions that separate us normally in society, you know, we have economic divisions and racial divisions and gender divisions and especially relational divisions, that those things shouldn't apply in the church. You know, we're one in Him. Amen. Um, and, and, and yeah, Paul talks about that in Galatians, you know, and, and we are one in Christ. We're united in Him. So that means we've got new relatives, Christy, you know, and that, that's yeah. why for me spiritual unity is super critical, right? And churches, even the smallest ones, have a huge role to play in in unity. And it doesn't take like a board decision or a policy committee to put into practice the the essence of Oikos, uh, empowering your members to reach out, you know, with Christ's love. You can train up your members uh, to be disciples, you know, real followers of Christ, not just in, in name. Yes, I'm a Christian. I go to church and I give money and all that, but to really reach out and to make disciples and, and, and then reach that sphere of influence or oikos for him. So those are all doable things, certainly. And, and that, you know, just, it's not, um, it's not magic. You know, we're, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I, I like you, I borrowed terms and I use them and, but that's what we do in the body of Christ. We love each other. Yeah, uh, so much in there, and I just um, love words myself, <laughs> and, and love that you've really tried to put it into one with that oikos, because that can help us understand, and I can just hear it and feel it in everything that you're doing, and putting your arms around uh, the, not just you, but the church, and I've spoken to a couple of the pastors there as we've moved through this process, um, working together, uh, that you've got a team there that that um, all is living out this oikos. And mm-hmm. and I think that's so important. And uh, churches can, in fact, um, focus on the people and what they're going through as their thinking partner versus uh, a program for those going through divorce. And so thank you. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, just one more quick thing. I, I think for... Church boards, elders, deacons, that's the group that you want to work on first and say, look, you serve first. And, and we've developed this culture of, of service first and then the church business afterwards. And once we put that in place and started praying for people, you know, 
the first, you know, seven-eighths of our board meetings are all people-oriented. Who are we praying for? What are we doing? And then the last eight is, okay, here's, here's the policy stuff we need to do, and then we go from there. So that's another encouragement for churches to, to start there. Yeah. You know, and find those people that are hurting and serve them. For, for sure, for sure. And just makes me want to be in California and be able to attend your church, Pastor Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that. I, I like the, the smaller, more intimate groups, too, as well. Uh, maybe we'll just have to make a trip there to, to see you. So as we begin to wrap up, what uh, are your final thoughts, Pastor Mike? Well, I, just a couple of things. First of all, you're not alone, obviously. The Lord is near you. And he has amazing people like you, Christy, who are a tremendous resource to help you navigate, right? And, and secondly, I think if you know someone who's going through divorce, just pray for them. Bring them into your oikos. You know, uh, let God add them to your oikos to care for them. Because sometimes the most powerful words that you can say to somebody are, I'm here. Uh, and, and if you'll permit me just real quick, you know, I've had a real success story in our church, um, married over 25 years. He was a lieutenant in, in a, a department out here. She had a Ph.D. In, 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 uh, in corporate management, and they were rocked by an affair, and, but both agreed to come to the table. And today, 40 years into their marriage, they are happy and thriving, and they've been a catalyst to help other couples going through the same thing because they took their faith seriously. And I think that's the main thing that I know you wanted to accomplish today, in sharing with your audience is faith is the most important thing. And when that happens and you both are willing to say, okay, I'll, I'll give it a, a shot. The Lord gets to step in and he can work on it. And there is tremendous hope. You're not alone. Yeah. Just uh, jotted down here. Just know, um, get the things out of your head that people are saying that you may think, go to your church, go to your pastor, go talk to them. And if you're, if you're not, um, Getting the right direction, you know, uh, maybe it is a church that doesn't have the resources like Pastor Mike's. You know, I'm sure. Reach out to Pastor Mike. I'm putting you on the spot there, yeah. Pastor Mike. Uh, <laughs> okay. but, That's okay. But, <laughs> but reach out to me as well because you are not alone. There are people here that, um, you know, as Pastor Mike was talking about that oikos, uh, the eight to ten people that you are in your sphere of influence um, you know, help them along and, and where they are, just like this church is doing. And so, um, you know, I just so much value what you all are doing. And, and I, I hope listeners that you're hearing that there are people out there who are not shunning you. They are here to walk with you. They are here to serve you like Pastor Mike and, and uh, the folks at his church who've come to the table who now can help you walk through uh, this very challenging time. Again, know that you can have hope in the Lord and people who are out there to serve you. So, Pastor Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you to all of you listening to you and, and for your care and concern for those around you. Definitely. Uh, thank you. And friends, thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelo, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday right here from 1 to 2 p.m. on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.